Welcome to Earthlight Cafe Podcast, hosted by Sienna and Senna. Our mission is to connect and build our Earthlight family and to assist humanity in uplifting to unity consciousness. The remembrance that we are one and we are love. Here on the podcast, we will be doing a solo cast where we just flow on a subject. Other times, we will be getting into in-depth conversations with like-minded guests. We hope you can connect and find tools to use along your journey. And so it is. Welcome to the Earthlight Podcast. I'm Sienna. And I'm Senna. And, and here today we have Laura and Julia with us. And today we're going to be speaking about self-love and how he and why. Why is it that as humans on our experience here, we struggle with accepting and loving ourselves and, and or the circumstances that we have and we're just gonna open it up into talking about our personal stories and our pathway of of what that means to us and as an energy update we are currently in the Virgo full moon so uh, this is this is also bringing up another big theme Virgo is a very strong service-oriented sign, but it also is a great sign that teaches us self-love. And we're gonna be speaking a bit also about how, hmm, how when you're showing up for yourself, how that allows you to show up for others. And so you might be feeling a lot of restlessness, a lot of insecurities coming up around this full moon, things that might be kind of shaken up in your in your personal internal field and experience that is meant to be essentially seen, felt, validated, uh, released, and healed for your highest and greatest good. So beautiful. Yeah. So first off, welcome. Laura and Julia. Welcome. 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 Yeah. We are so excited to have you. And um, we know Laura and Julia from, I guess I met, I met you guys last year at mm. a party. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I didn't even know anyone at and was invited <laughs> by the DJ. And I got to meet these two incredible, brilliant souls and very quickly found that we have um, similar paths in sharing unity, consciousness, and love, and um, you two are just some of the most passionate, spiritually driven people and lights <laughs> in this world that I know, and I'm so honored and grateful to have you as friends and family and a part of our Earthlight family, and yes, yes, and so... Um, they are both incredible healers. Julia, her art is phenomenal. And uh, I'm going to give the floor over to you guys about introducing yourselves, who you are, and and just want to give you a big warm welcome. Thank you for being here. Thank you. Yeah, I am I'm Lore, and I have <clears throat> kind of been like on the spiritual like awakening path for a while. It's like, I don't know, I think it started when I was 20. And I ended up having a drug overdose in a foreign country where the hospitals aren't very good. And so my grandmother, luckily I was there to like visit her, and she, she took care of me. Little did I know she was a holistic healer who used frequency to heal people. And so when I was 
drugged at this bar and came home with like my organs starting to fail and not being able to like really be conscious she kept me alive using frequency and herbs and otherwise if I because most people at that time were dying from that and they had a huge influx of tourists dying at the time because Colombians came down and were robbing all the white people and so I during that time went through like an awakening because I think upon having a near-death experience you are able to interact with your higher consciousness the consciousness that can't so much inhabit the body until it is it's almost like a a, the better the temple the more light that can be housed in it Mm. and so I guess this plays into the whole self-love aspect if you can care for your vessel and understand it and be able to communicate with it and give it what it needs you can house more consciousness in it which means you're more sensitive you're more intuitive you're able to perform more magic which is incredible Mm. but we're not really taught how to do that and stuff and so during my near-death experience I was like (laughs) I was stuck in a white room with no windows and I had, it was me, and it was a, like, a reflection of me, just of a way higher consciousness. And I, like, was so upset at this thing, because it kept asking me questions that I did not want to address. And so I tried, like, clawing out the walls, I tried yelling at it, I tried to punch it, and it was not having it. And I couldn't do anything to it until I finally gave up. And I went, okay what do I need to learn? Because obviously I can't get out of here. And at that point of surrender and asking that question to receive, I was able to start to almost like integrate the teachings of that that being who I was communicating with. Mm -hmm. And then I started waking up and... Like, waking up physically, I mean, because I had been, like, out for, like, 20 hours, and maybe I'd get up and go to the bathroom and then pass out on the floor and be gone for another 20-so hours, and it was just like this for, like, four or five days. And each time I would pass out, I'd be, like, back in that white room. Wow. And that white room, like, after this interaction with, you know, my, I guess, higher consciousness, um... I ended up, it was the last day, and I, like, I'm never going to forget this. Probably tell my kids this story. (laughs) But um, I ended up in the, like, pretty much with um, the creator. Like, the everlasting light that is love and creation. And I was in front of this huge white light. And it had all these colors from it. And in that place, I found that time was very different. It was almost like, I, because I remember back when I was younger, like 20, I was so fed up with life. I was like, why am I even still here? There's no reason to be here. This is total BS. People suck. I was just not having it. <laughs> but in that place, I was like, this is fine. Like, you know, I'm, I'm good. Like, don't worry about it. And it was like being held in this embrace of like, you're home. Mm -hmm. And that was like what I realized I was always searching for. I was searching for my home. 
And I didn't realize that it was a, a home for my spirit that I was needing, not a physical home. And so in this experience, so like I'm looking at this giant white light of like love and <laughs> I remember it was like, I was like, why am I here? And then like, boom, out of nowhere, I'm like in this building and in this building and there's like all these hospital beds and like people who are on the beds and they're like have like IVs in and some people are doing dowsing over them and some people are like crying and they're like doing Reiki and I didn't know about any of this stuff back then. Mm-hmm. I just like knew about dowsing. And so I'm seeing all this stuff and I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> Looking around and one of the like nurses or the people doing some administering, administering some of these alternative healings came up to me and run to me and she's like, hey, Lord, I got a question about what happens when the patient starts going through like some convulsions and they're like crying at the same time. Like, what do I do? And like automatically I was like, oh, you just da 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 And the person was like, oh my God, you're a genius. And like turns around and runs back. And I was like, I, what, what did I just say? What? How do I know that? That's crazy. And as I'm thinking this, another person runs up, like this guy, and he comes up and he's like, Lord, okay, so this person's going through this and they're like, their limbs are developing this weird fungus. And so what do I do about, and I'm like, oh, you just da 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 And the person's like, oh my God, of course. And like runs off. And I'm like, okay, what is going on right now? And I felt in my heart to like look down. And so I look down and I see I'm in like this white doctor's like coat. And I have like a name tag. And I'm like looking at everyone and everyone's in nurses, like like nursing scrubs. And I'm in this doctor uniform. And I'm like, what the, am I? Am I, do I own this place? And then like, boom, out of nowhere, I'm right back at the white light. And it went, and all I heard was, this is your future if you decide to go back, but you can choose to come with me. Wow. And I was like, Mm. whoa, well, I obviously haven't been on earth very long. (laughs) (laughs) And like, those people looked like they needed a lot of help. (laughs) And so like, if I can help those people why would I deny them that? Yeah. yeah. And so even though, mm. like, right before all this, like, you know, the, the drugs, being drugged and all this, I literally wanted to die. Like, I was 20 years old, and I was like, there's no more reason to live. But in that space, I knew that I didn't have very long left. The spirit lives for so long. And it was like the amount of people that I was able to help it, it almost was more important than my own needs or whatever. And just so I like made the decision and I'm like, okay, I'm going to go back. And so he said, or it said, the being was like, then turn around and go back. And so I was looking at this white light, right? And see, and just like in this love and I'm like, okay, I'm going to turn around and go back. <laughs> Take a deep breath. <laughs> Get ready. And I turn around and it's all black. There was no light, no presence of the love. It was this absence void. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm terrified. 
And I like turn around again to go look at this being, and it's this this tiny little speck off in the distance, wow. like a star in the night. And I was like, all right, I guess there's no going back. <laughs> so I turn back around and look into the void, and I take a step, and I wake up in my body. And I'm like, whoa. And then Phoenix, my grandmother, her name's Phoenix, she starts crying, and she's just like, you're back. And I'm like, hey, Grandma. And I like look in the bed, and I'm not going to describe what was in there, but it was not a pretty sight. And the first thing that came over me was that I needed to find a book, which, by the way, I, before this, was dyslexic. Like, I couldn't read. I couldn't read. And I had to, I passed school through audio books. So, like, I would find the book that was prescribed to read, and I'd find the audio on, like, YouTube or something because words were always backwards. And I was like, why am I looking for a book? Like, I literally have the hardest time reading. And I grab a book, and I open it, and for the first time, it was not backwards. Wow. It was, I could read it straight. And I like almost started crying because I like couldn't understand how I had been blessed through this experience to have the ability to learn again. And that's like all I wanted because the world we grow up in, they don't teach you how to learn for you. They just want you to learn how they teach you. Mm. But when you care for yourself and love yourself, you, you teach yourself in the way that brings what you need. So if you're an audio person, if you're a reading person, if you need to be by yourself, if you need a mentor, show yourself that love and give yourself what you need. Because I didn't really learn that until way later on. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Lord, thank you. Mm. Thank you so much. Thank you. Wow. What I love about you is that we go from zero to a hundred like that in vulnerability and in depth and in just pure rawness. Yeah. And it's, it's such a gift, such a gift. And uh, you bring up so much about yeah, self-love and I'm really excited to dive into um, like, yeah, what you're saying, like why is it that we are unable to love ourselves, and I'm really excited to explore that. Um, I want to open it up to, to Julia as well. Of, yeah, welcome. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks for being here. What would, and any, opening the floor to anything that you want to share about yourself, your journey, your spiritual path. Oh my goodness. I've been like contemplating how I've learned self love, and I'm like, have I actually learned self-love? And I'm like, I used to bottle everything inside. Mm -hmm. And so I think I adopted what I perceived to be like rejections and judgments of others as rejecting and judging myself. So mm -hmm. I like bullied myself like crazy, <laughs> like my whole life. And I've been like breaking out of that in the past like two, three years but mostly like in this last year after being with Lord, <laughs> loving me back to health, loving me back to life. And so like bottling all that stuff made my body really, really sick and got so sick to the point where I couldn't ignore myself anymore. And I had to put 
everything else like on hold. Like I didn't even listen to music <laughs> because I was my life was so full of distractions, looking for like the validation from the outside coming in and like yeah, just having a hard time giving myself permission to even feel if something wasn't good for me. They're like oh well I I don't want to like reject something that seems to be accepting me, mm-hmm. and so I became friends with a lot of people who were hurting themselves just you know because they're lost too and I validated their opinion and their acceptance of me far more than any validation I gave to myself Mm -hmm. because I was mean to myself and I thought that everyone I saw people that were like actually good people as threats because I felt like they were gonna like reject me and I wouldn't even give them a chance really so it was just this like really confusing like vortex and whirlwind that I had to work through in my young twenties. I'm almost twenty nine now, so. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, getting really sick was actually like a gift because I was saved from being under the blanket of rejection, big time, and so. Having an autoimmune disorder, I thought was impossible to get rid of, and you just had to live with it. And I knew it was getting increasingly worse, and increasingly more like, I'm just unlovable, and like the only thing I really have going for me is how I look. And then my looks went down the toilet, and I'm like, I am worth nothing. <laughs> and it was so hard, so hard to do anything that was outside my home. And so I went to like, like real like isolation and seclusion and had all these battles with myself and my demons but at the same time I was detoxing and flushing out all the toxins in my body physically and with that just like floods of emotion were coming out and I would just literally be on the bathroom floor doing an enema okay I'm just gonna be honest here (laughs) sobbing my eyes out and I was doing like a watermelon fast and it was just like all, everything that I had stored inside was just like <laughs> coming out in the most like ugly ways, you know, but it felt really good. And I was reaching out to people who were like, yeah, I'm there for you. I'm like, okay, well, I really need support right now. And I would tell them what I'm doing and there would be like little to no response because people mm-hmm. were just, I don't know what you're going through. They didn't, like, have an understanding, and so my best friends became, like, the trees (laughs) and the beautiful crystal clear lake that I live next to, and I would go on lots of walks in nature and feel, like, just so intertwined with our creator and Mm. could hear the spirit, like, speaking with me and the angels, like, taking care of me and, like, like all my needs like inside were being met and like feeling like intimate love from the source of love and like started seeing everything from like my heart outwards like that because if I focus anything on the physical I was absolutely miserable (laughs) I was still sick I felt like crap I was really tired I like couldn't eat food it was just like such an interesting duality going on And so I had to drop down into my spirit and, like, write down and journal, like, how I really felt about myself. I'm like, those are terrible things to Mm -hmm. admit. Like, 
that I believe I'm like so ugly and no one's gonna be able to like me because of what they're seeing. And then I'm like, but people are usually so worried about themselves. They really don't give a crap <laughs> what's going on over there. If anything, it would probably make them feel better because they look better than you. <laughs> like, and so it was a lot of like, I just need to get over myself. And then I had to see what I did have to offer that wasn't just on the surface. And I was like, I'm actually an awesome person. I'm being made into like a badass, like a woman that like you want to have in your life. Because she, like, brings a pure, like, beauty and perspective in. And so I started valuing myself because I had to in order to survive. And I wasn't hanging out with anybody. So I would hug trees. The trees are always so loving and just like, I got you. It's okay. You could just hang on to me and I'm right here. (laughs) Here's some oxygen. And, like, I started, I don't know, just becoming really sensitive to energies and people's, like, spirits and, like, dogs and things like that, which I've been, like, so cut off from feeling in my heart because I did to myself. I was like, okay, I don't want this to hurt anymore, so just harden up and there you go. Right. Done. I'm getting so much stronger. Look how much I've grown because less things actually make me sad because I'm that numb. Like, congratulations to myself. You know, so I'm like just burst open. And yeah, just like little small acts of kindness or like interactions with people that were nice started standing out more and like yeah, just the kindness of like wind and sunshine and sparkles on the water and the things that like God our creator has like put into nature to nurture us and nature like shares that consciousness of love and so I would like if I was feeling like really like pent up and just like all this angst that I couldn't even numb out with food or anything that I enjoyed I would just go for walks and I wouldn't return until I felt better and sometimes it required literally just like sitting on like a little beach cove in the rocks for like an hour or like falling asleep on it and being covered in little flying ants but it doesn't matter because <laughs> like nature loves me it's not gonna hurt me Aww. yeah and so it was like I was filling my tank of the love from the outside of like of what was put here for us to experience life in a beautiful like peaceful way and storing it inside and then started giving myself that validation and that love and like having to in a way fake confidence when I went out but then in turn I was like wait if I stand like this and I actually like hold myself up I feel more powerful like this is awesome so I would have to do that but then um I also knew at the same time that I was I was just making it up and I was like well I'm only making it up if I say I'm making it up so if I believe I have confidence maybe I actually do have confidence and now it's coming from a different source it's not coming from how I look it's coming from like how I know myself on the inside so now that I can eat food again and I'm way healthier than I've ever been in my life and I got beauty back because beauty came back inside just started loving myself and being like it's okay for me to be glad and like choose 
to be happy and not be ashamed about enthusiasm or like showing any kind of emotion or telling someone if like something hurt my feelings like I can't hold things inside anymore and it's like this balance of not just you know ex like exploding your opinion all over the place (laughs) with your cynical whatever I do that a little bit I have to pull back with certain issues (laughs) but (laughs) um exclaiming our our love for the world and the things we enjoy and stepping into my power and being like yeah I love working with colors and I love to paint (laughs) and yeah just giving myself permission to love the things I was meant to love and giving myself permission to do them mm-hmm. and not let other people's like expectations or opinions about success or whatever to dictate what I choose to do. Yeah. Because I know that I'm here for a different path and it's a path of faith and trust and logic does not always fit into that. <laughs> but things <laughs> work out very, very well. And so I'm like, all right, love and light, I am at your disposal. <laughs> I am your vessel. Please like fill me up for my own sake so I don't go crazy and depressed <laughs> and for the sake of those around me. So like use me as a blessing wherever I go. And that has been like one of my main prayers for the past like six or seven years and um yeah thank you and then one more thing yeah please <laughs> um when we choose to be a channel of love and delivery messages to other people that encourages them we also receive that ourselves because it's washing you yes. from the inside out and so i think one of the biggest things of self-love is like learning to love have love flood through you to other people as well because it's almost like even more strengthening yeah that way um i'm curious do you have anything i mean i just want to say like um it is amazing to hear both of your stories and where you came from even though they're different they like they just balance each other so well. And I think that's really cool. Um, I just, yeah, I had a lot of writing with that. And um, one of the things that you kept saying that I just loved was the self-permission. Mm. We have a lot of this feeling, and I constantly am trying to tell people when I'm giving them advice, I'm like, no, it's not that you need acceptance from people around you. It's that you, the acceptance comes from within. The acceptance comes from a space that no one else sees. No one else hears. They can't hear your thoughts. They can't go and validate you for the way that you're thinking or feeling. Like, that's on mm. you. That is on you to do. And yes, we can get support from nature or from another person or things like that when we're not feeling it within ourselves at first but um knowing that at the end of the day when you're really starting to grab onto things it's gonna come from within it's our sacred source (laughs) energy of the collective being that that's part of our journey it's part of us to heal ourselves so that we can heal the collective Mm. and but that's not anybody else but you. 
And so, yeah, I just think it's really beautiful. Yeah, that's me. So I would love, because we, we've touched on self-love a little bit, but I'd love to, like, go around and, like, like I'm very curious, what, it, from our perspectives, our experiences, our past, what is self-love to you? What does it mean? What do you, what does that mean? Yeah. Yeah, you got go for it, man. Let's pop. <laughs> All right. So today I, because um, they told like me and Julia, like, okay, we're gonna be talking about self love. So I'm like, okay, I have this practice where in the morning what I do is I kind of center myself and I imagine that light coming down in through my crown into my heart, filling me up, and then allowing a message to come through from a question that I write, <clears throat> and so. Today, what I did was I was like, dear beings of love and light, do you have a message about self-love? And this is what I got. Loving of yourself is the key, and loving someone else is mastery. Love each part of yourself. Love every piece. Be kind and take care of it. Give it what it needs. When the body needs sleep, give it sleep. When the mind needs new perspective, take that leap. When the soul needs to be touched and spend <clears throat> and spend time with God, reach up and shout out to the skies above. When you need to be held and no one is there, embrace yourself and stroke your own hair. Mm. Touch your skin the way it needs to be touched, for when the time comes for you to love another, you will already know how to love yourself. And <clears throat> that when I read it, it resonated so deeply because through this journey with Julia, since we've gotten married, I've had to rebuild like my consciousness and my way of living because now I have another who also can I can reflect with because I don't have as many angles that I can't see because <laughs> let's say I do or say something and I didn't think it was wrong, but she reacts in a way that hurts me because I'm a part of her now and vice versa I need to reflect on that she's not going to be the one to fix it for me I need to fix it in myself and so one thing that I've been learning about self-love is <clears throat> your body is a accumulation of multiple pieces of consciousness you have your higher consciousness and you have your lower pieces of consciousness your physical body is a temple that needs you to care for it almost like a garden or an animal and when you learn to communicate with it like for me exercises in the morning I literally will just take a few breaths center into my vessel and go okay what do you need me to do and it will like I'll have a pain let's say in my hip and I'll go okay what movement do you need and I'll have an image pop up in my mind and I do that and then I ask again and I do that and I ask again and I do that and then when I'm done, I'm like, okay, what kind of food do you want? Okay. And rather than asking my mouth, because a lot of us, we just ask our mouth. Like, what oh, sounds good? Or yeah. what tastes good? But you got to remember the mouth has its own consciousness separate, well, together, but separate from what it is that maybe your solar plexus is needing or your sacral or your root or even your mental body. And that's been... My way of self-love is, I mean, the communication. Because if you truly love somebody, you're going to ask them what they need and you're going to provide it for them. So treat yourself that way. Mm. Yeah. 
Mm. Mm. Yeah. Thank you. I'm just so grateful to have um, a very masculine and have lots of feminine energy in here too. But like the just the perspective of getting to hear what that means for you, because I know that, and this is why Sienna and I we've talked a bit about how self love is all about love and light. But this is what we see on social media and. And for a lot of people, especially potentially men and others, they, they might be really turned off from that because it doesn't resonate with them. And, and I know in my own particular journey too, like when I was 18 through 23, just on a rebellious streak, <laughs> I, I, was, I was kind of mean and insecure and judgmental and grimy and I hated myself and I didn't know myself and I was codependent and I um I I would have been really turned off from talking about self-love and I love the way that you you speak about just your own practices and and it's just a very digestible tangible way of just asking yourself like what do I need what does my body need and tuning in and listening and I also see like a perspective of soul versus body mm-hmm. and I and um and and like our our, our soul and our our spirits and in, in our body um and we're just yeah taking care of the physical but also tuning into the mental the emotional mm-hmm. and I guess I'll, while I'm speaking I'll segue into how I'm perceiving self-love um I guess for me, my my perspective and my journey, as I was saying before, coming from a very codependent place, coming from a place where I felt like I needed external validation or someone else to be happy for most of my life, um, really up until very recently. Like, the I, I kind of had a download earlier this week, actually, of being, just being, and having the bravery of being in this present moment mm. is a huge part of self-love. Being completely content with myself, honoring my needs, what I need to speak, what I need to say, or uh, how to, yeah, what my physical, mental, emotional needs are, and and then meeting them with such gentleness and with intention for nourishing and flourishing and I guess also like I'm, I'm really excited to talk about more about like why it is that we as humans struggle with it but for me I've, I've also been able to perceive more and more about who I am listening give myself more time to listen to who I am what brings me joy Versus taking on all these other projections from society and people and culture and marketing and social media and my family about who I am supposed to be and how I'm supposed to be in order to be lovable. Yeah. Yeah, seriously, right? In order to be considered beautiful. In order to be a good woman. Mm. Yeah. 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 Yeah, um, but yeah, I, I, I've been finding more and more of myself that being present and taking that time to like go inward is just as one of the biggest 
forms of self-love and I feel that like yeah it's it's a it's a it's just a being it's it's being so brave to just be and to not be swayed by others or other projections leave it there beautiful yeah that's very nice and yeah you're right it's like being able to be in that moment and like to not judge yourself and like also having the strength and the will to fight those judgments yeah because those are like you can let's say you're judging yourself in a state of beingness and a judgment comes up you do not have to identify with that and treat it as if it is a foreign object yeah. Because it's like, do you, you have the choice for free will was given to man for yeah. a reason. Yeah. And we can choose to go into that place or we can choose not to. Mm. And so mm. when that judgment comes up or that fear, that anger, you can totally disidentify with it. Be like, that is not me. That is, yeah. oh, that's my dad. Oh my gosh. Yes. Okay. How, I need to get rid of that. Yes. And then you can like ask your guides or your guardians or ask like your higher consciousness or even just pray that it, that energy be released from your vessel and see what images come to mind and just flow with it. Yeah. Because, yeah, it's, it's really difficult to just be when all these things are coming up. But the thing is, is remembering like, where do I want to be? Where am I now? And I respect myself. I mean, okay, here. I had an, a vision come to mind when I had a dream where I was like, I had a dream and me, I was like trying to meditate and I kept arguing with all these spirits that were all around me. And they were like, and then like one being of light came in. And like all the beings just like disappeared. They couldn't really be in that resonance. And that... <laughs> It brought me to an understanding, it was like weird the next morning, that when I was, um, when I'm going into that place of um, like trying to be and I can't be, um, to pray and to imagine what it is that I need to imagine for me. Because you have that strength in you to do that. And just because you're imagining it, doesn't make it not real hmm. we create stories all the time about what our parents did to us what our families did to us our brothers or sisters or friends and you know what if that was viewed from a third person they may have not even seen the same story mm-hmm. so give yourself permission to rewrite the stories in your head so you can rewrite your life mm. yes. yeah reminds me of the craniosacral work if anybody's interested in that that's kind of where that comes from there'll be a link yeah, right. Bottom. Yeah. <laughs> Lord, is craniosacral work? Is that what you're saying? Oh, no. no. She's just saying craniosacral work in general. Is, I mean, oh, like, is like, is, is similar to the work that Laura does. Ah. Yeah. Okay, craniosacral okay. work is like you, uh, I have during meditation that way as well. Yeah. No, I'm familiar with what it is. I thought you were like implying that you had a session with craniosacral. So. <laughs> I was like, you did that? I didn't know you did What? That. You do that too? <laughs> you have all of it? Yeah. Whoa. I, uh, I guess uh, just a, a little share and then I'll pass on the, the baton. But um, yeah, I, 
I think one of my biggest turning points was getting my hands on the book. I, I was drunk one night. I was in my ex-boyfriend's parents' house around Christmas time. <laughs> yep. And I stumbled. I found my way. I stumbled into the back room of his mom's house. And I found this book. And it was with Pema Chodin. She was, she's a nun, a Buddhist nun. And she has her hands together and she has them lifted and and it's just it's a very plain looking book like you wouldn't think much of it but for some reason it really struck me the title mm -hmm. was called start where you are wow. and it, that was the title that stuck out to me because it and the first page of it was was about like no matter where you are you have addictions no matter if you have uh depression or anxiety or you're the happiest or the worst that you've ever been in your life you can start now. You can start with a new intention of, I'm going to be kinder to myself. I'm going to start speaking to myself nicer. <laughs> or I'm going to begin to heal. Or I'm going to find a way to love. It's just like the planting that seed. And then it's like this domino effect of intention that can ripple out throughout now your life. You're yeah. starting just like a like a new tiny little perspective, a little millimeter, two degree change in an angle has a completely new projection yeah. further out down the line. And this book, what it taught me, it was a, it's a Buddhist book about learning about meditation, and it has some beautiful um, like uh, essentially poetry kind of riddle, but. It's, I forget what they're called, but it's specifically around to kind of help you ponder and think and reflect. And what I learned from this book was learning that I'm the observer mm. of my emotions and of my experience. Yeah. And that was the biggest perspective shift I could have ever had in my life. Mm. Mm. Understanding that I am not my emotions, understanding that I am not my thoughts. And understanding that I have control over my thoughts. Yeah. Because what you think, excuse me, what you perceive is what you believe is what you receive. And then she drops the mic. That Bam. Mic Drop it. <laughs> that like third party perspective for yourself and watching what your life, it has helped me out so much. To be like, yeah. okay, I'm going to take this mask of like, and like these spiraling thoughts just off for a second and just like look at it and then look at my life and just like I see it like I'm watching like a movie or something and like these frame shots and like okay this is just the scene where things are really tense <laughs> and <laughs> I'm not breathing because I have adrenaline pumping through my veins right now <laughs> and then it's just like okay that's fine this is just a like a long story but like not being like so involved in it that you like can't see anything because yeah. your emotions are just like <sighs> yeah. yeah flames so true yeah what about you Where oh my gosh that was it why did you feel so <laughs> I sorry I um, I was I remembered um the the image that I was like I saw a while back when she was saying that like emotions and like you're just like in the chaos right you're like I can't see anything past my anger but like <laughs> like we all are going to go through that that's part of this shedding of like this this fleshly like 
um, dense energy because we're all going to be we're all going through a shift we're all growing in our consciousness we're all growing in our love we're all growing in our light and we're all here to heal from our family wounds and traumas your spirit is love and light your spirit is pure and joy the thing is is the body that we invent we inhabit has traumas and things that have happened to it that is passed down through our DNA through our genetics and so when you're having these issues or things coming up, like the reason we're here is to heal those because if we can heal those, we can accelerate our human evolution into its conscious state tremendously. Mm-hmm. So like, let's say you have anger problems throughout your family because you come from generations of Vikings, right? <laughs> Which everyone can relate with okay so horrible anger problems and no one knows what to do with it but then you come across somebody who does a meditation with you that brings you back to the original the original person who developed these anger issues and you work it through each one of your family members and now you no longer have these anger issues the coolest thing is is that when you have a child with your significant other that child does not have to come out with those anger issues, which means that child doesn't have to go through what it is that you went through to heal. Mm -hmm. And it can have more of its consciousness exposed because you can think of it like this. This is how I saw it at least. You are light. You are love. And if you think of that in the form of a human body, and now all of our traumas and all of the issues that we're born into, it's like dark clay or dark rock lava rock over that light body and preventing that light from showing through now the more that you heal and the more that you expose your trueness the more of that rock comes off and the more light that can come through and each time you clear away these traumas and this darkness and these things that bog you down from being who it is you are truly meant to be and evolve into you start to feel better. You start to enjoy things more. You start to just have a better life. And the other thing is is not getting upset at yourself for not already being there. So when people say like, you know, accept yourself for your darkness and your light. Well, yes. Know that you and your ego, you are both going through this together. All right? This thing that you may not like very much that's kind of an a-hole and has all these issues that's still part of you right now Mm -hmm. but the goal for both of you is to eventually be able to get rid of all the bad and be able to fully integrate that which you were created to be an expression of god in a specific way and so yeah it's just being able to again accept yourself, love yourself, know you're not perfect, but at least you're trying to heal so that our entire family of Earth, our Earth family, can no longer have to be born into this hard, dense, hurtful reality. And another thing, if you, you know, since we're all talking spiritual and quantum physics has shown us that if you heal yourself, let's say as a mother, your child who's already been born is also going to receive healing for that. And so is your mother or your father, wherever that trauma comes from. And you may believe me, you may not. But when you start to heal, you'll notice your family members start to heal. And that can just be an incredible gift on its own. So. 
That was such a download, and I love I love this about our podcast is that like that happens, and we just go, and it's just like this crazy download. So I just want to say thank you for that, and um, to reflect on a couple things that you were talking about, um, I wanted to say that I feel like as we were talking about before we started the podcast, there is. Uh, We're coming from this perspective that's, we've been through it. (laughs) We have been through it where we're like really woken up in certain areas where like we're seeing things in different perspectives and everything like that. But I'm feeling called right now to go even farther back. Okay. Because if I go even farther back, Right, and and we really go back to like before we learned these lenses that we're in right now, um, then then we can even tap into more people, right? So does that make sense? We're 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 taking the we're taking our energy and not going down. I want to make sure everybody knows that like where you're at right now is not a bad place. <laughs> it's not a good place. It's not a bad place. This is may be something that actually Laura and I may disagree on, and that's okay. But this is my perception of the reality, and um, I don't believe this is good or bad. Uh, and this is something that's actually developed recently for me, because um, in the past, what I would do is I was big on judgment, and when things felt good, when things felt great, that's what I would focus on. And if it felt bad, screw that. And I would never look at it. I would just like, I always got taught fake it till you make it. And it was the worst advice (laughs) somebody could have given me because I was great at faking it to the point that I was pushing down all of those feelings, those shadows. I got more and more shadows as time went on. And it just buried. And then anxiety got worse. Because even though I was in denial of that perception of myself, it was still there. And something that's really beautiful. I'm I'm a little popcorn right now. My brain, so bear with me. Mm -hmm. But um, something that's really amazing that I've noticed about our generation is our generation is way more self-aware than the older generation. And I don't mean that in a degrading way. There is definitely some in the older generation that have that, but it just happens to be because of internet, because of being able to connect more people, because just because <laughs> we oh, we have gone and um, thank you. We have gone and uh, been blessed with the self-awareness. But what comes with self-awareness is also being able to feel all of the emotions and being able to like see the depths and see the the stuff from our past generations and everything like that and if you don't work on being aware of it and accepting it as is it will drag you down in anxiety and that's what used to happen is I would just 
have all these feelings. I was hyper aware of myself. I was hyper aware of everything around me and I hated it. Mm. And I felt like, why can't everything just be freaking rainbows and butterflies all the time? Like, I don't understand. I have these visions. I've seen good in people, but like, I see all this like beautifulness of like people being nice and sweet and connected and unionship. Why can't we all be like that all the time? And I threw a tantrum. (laughs) And it wasn't until I realized like, those things that I'm looking away from are actually what makes life on earth so beautiful. Because even when somebody falls down, metaphorically or physically, and hurts themselves and sometimes can't get up by themselves, there's someone out there that's like, hey, I got you. Like, let me lend you a hand. And I realized, like, I I need to lend myself a hand in the same way that I would somebody else. And so going about and when I fall down or when I would get hurt, I would give myself grace because before I was in such denial, I didn't want to admit that it was actually happening and that life's lessons were hard, right? They're hard. And that's why I I really resonate with what you were talking about because, uh, Julia, because when you speak about it, you're like, I, I, I just had to start like accepting what was in front of me. And like, you know, I, the people around me weren't working for me. So I found nature and like you found your roots. And I just, that's where we're at. Like if you can accept and be where you're at in the space where you're at and just say, this is not good. This is not bad. This is some sort of lesson that I am meant to learn in this timeline, in this plane of existence, and I'm gonna have grace on myself during this time. And if judgment comes, that's okay. And I'm just gonna let it be and observe it like we're talking about, like the observation, stepping out of yourself and letting those things just flow. I, that's so huge. I just, when you're feeling angry, if you're feeling, if you're listening to us right now, and first off, if you've gotten this far and you're still listening, take that as a sign. <laughs> but if you're listening to us and things are starting to make your stomach hurt, if you're like feeling it inside your body, write that down. Write that down and, 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 talk, and talk to yourself afterwards about that because that was a point in the conversation that your body was like, we, we want to hear more. We need to dive deeper into that. That's something that's like really having anxiety on us. Why? Asking yourself why is so important. Being curious, bringing back that childhood curiosity about everything is such an amazing perspective. It's like why? And actually sincerely caring. And I think that's really where like self-love comes from is um, being able to be curious and open-hearted to yourself and open-minded to yourself and when you have those thoughts that seem so mean giving yourself like the hug that you deserve in that moment and knowing that when other people are mean 
they're doing the same thing. They're just, they're going through their own anger and all, <laughs> we just need hugs. <laughs> we need hugs and acceptance and love and like, it's like saying that it's okay to say a mean thing right now. <laughs> I, I know, it sounds silly, right? Like, yeah, like a to I guess I think of toddlers. I'm a nanny, right? So like, I can't help but go here. When a kid, a toddler comes to you and he's upset or she's upset about something, they don't know how to, because it's overwhelmingly an emotion out of them that they don't know how to articulate. Instead, they want to hit you or they want to say, I hate you or they want to, they want to bite you or something like that. That's not to hurt you. That's not to make you feel bad. That's because they don't know what to do with it. <laughs> so instead of being like, oh, you're such a bad kid for doing that. Instead you go, oh, you don't feel hurt. Oh, you, you are not being seen right now. And so you're acting out. And that's where I feel like the transition happened for me is because I looked at those parts of me and I was like, oh, you're not feeling heard. You're not feeling seen. And all you want is that acknowledgement of who you are. Like, that's all you want and you'll chill out. <laughs> and though if you've been suppressing it for a long time, which I did this too, then it's when you finally let it be heard and seen, it's probably gonna come in like a freight train. Yeah. <laughs> it's gonna come in like a freight train. And you're gonna just need to prepare for that and be like, okay, I'm gonna need to like not be hanging out with people and like be taking baths and just sit here <laughs> in my blanket curled up and write this all out. Or if you're blessed to have like a partner, then letting them just hold you while you go through that. Whatever it may be, but know that that's healthy. And you're going to do exactly what Laura's talking about, which is you're going to be rewriting your DNA so that in genetics, so that your kids do not have to go through the same exact process. No, they'll have to go through their own process, but not the exact same ones. And I think that's just so freaking beautiful. And that is part of Earth. That is the biggest thing about Earth. So there you go. Well, thank you. That is beautiful. Welcome back. We took a short break and started re-recording mid-rant from Lore on the topic of duality in response to Sienna. I really did not feel good. It freaking sucked because it was almost like I was taking one step forward, two steps back, two steps forward, one step back. And it was just like this huge thing of going back and forth, back and forth. And I never had a guide who cared about me. I was talking to guides, I was talking to spirits, and none of them cared. There wasn't anyone that was like, you know what, I'm here for you and loving me in the way I need to be loved in my heart and my spirit. They in your soul because that vibrational level is what is making us unhappy. That vibrational level is what's making our men be so mean to our women, to each other. 
It's this greed, it's this lust, it's this feelings of anger and that I need to be on top. But accept that it's a part of our world. If we keep trying to put it in the same box, we're not going to get anywhere. And so that is where I come into place. Thank you. Well said. Yeah. Yeah. But I still love you. I love you too. And I really respect your journey. And we are all here to, we're not just here for each other, but we're here for everyone else as well. Absolutely. And so it's like wherever you resonate as a listener or a viewer, yeah. like we have many people here to, you know, to help you along your journey. Like that's all yeah. we want to do because one thing we all have in common, none of us had each other during any of this. <laughs> yeah. We yeah. were all stuck. We just yeah. literally didn't have anything. We tried maybe reading some books. We maybe listened to some teachers or whatever, but there was never anyone there to be like, hey, I hear you. Yeah. I'm here for you and to ask us really good questions so that we'd be able to dive deeper into ourselves because only with good questions can you receive good answers mm -hmm. and so yeah 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 I feel like that's a good segue uh, that we would love to hear questions Laura had a really great idea when we were talking about this podcast about um having a number that people can call and receive either guidance or just being heard mm -hmm. just being heard where you at and then you know if you feel the need for guidance then letting us know or we can talk to you and yeah like being that thing that we didn't get to have yes um and we'll leave that in the description you know we'll have you can you can refer to one one of us or all of us or whatever you want there in that manner logistics wise yeah and so that we can get this podcast out mm -hmm. on time for now email oh yes is earthlightcafe at gmail.com yeah again that's earthlightcafe at gmail.com <laughs> so if you have yeah so then yeah. that way email us yeah and then we can see who's available. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll call Seriously. you. And we'll get to you. That's yeah. a good idea. We didn't get to talk about the logistics of a yeah. Google voice. There's a lot of spam. That's yeah. kind of obnoxious. Fair enough. We need to hash this out. All right. But for now. Awesome. We can offer an email. Yes. And you can email us. Yay. Yeah. And then we'll book a call. We'll figure something out. Yeah. Yes. I agree. Definitely. I agree with that. Yeah. Awesome. <sighs> I have a lot that I want to say, but cool. I want to hear from Julie. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Julie, okay, ask me. A question. Okay. Well, <laughs> we had gone earlier, and we were answering, I'm forgetting, but I think it was along the lines of what is, like, we're trying to define what self-love self -love is, yeah. and we've kind of touched on a bit mm. about, like, why is it so difficult for us, for our humans in our experience, yeah. and we've all kind of gleaned on that a little bit from our own perspectives. Um, curious to, to hear, hear your perspective. Yeah. yeah. All right, just so you know, I don't have like a definitive answer because this is yeah. one of those questions I'm like, does anybody really? <laughs> my goodness, there's so many different angles that you can look at what self-love is. Yeah. You know, on a certain level, it's taking a warm Epsom salt bath with a candle and like humming to yourself with the water and just like feeling your own voice and soothing yourself that way. Or it's writing down your thoughts as if they matter and not being embarrassed to read them later. That's something that I really had to learn. Um, I was really scared of putting my thoughts on anything, so I was like, 
<laughs> or I'm going to see it and read it later and be like, oh my gosh, I sound so stupid. <laughs> you know? Right. I undermined my voice so much. And I think that's where I feel the most growth and experience of self-love for myself is like valuing my own thoughts and perspectives and insights that I receive. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I think it's mostly that. And it comes out in different ways. And so one of the ways that like has helped me value my own flow, I guess, is painting, is mm. doing art. Because, you know, in art school, they tell you to like look at a lot of different art. <laughs> they tell me to look at a lot of art to like get inspiration from these artists and get inspiration from other artists and I was like in a way kind of annoyed because I didn't even know it was, I guess it was to kind of see like what style you like I guess but I was like what about what I actually want to create from the inside what if no one is creating right now what I need to get out <sighs> which they're not no, they're not. And yeah. I, so I had to make that distinction in school and look at it as though, like, they're giving me the technique to express myself later down the road. Yeah. And so once that clicked into place, I was like, okay. So after I graduated and I actually started painting, like, from my heart, it opened up a whole other arena of, like, understanding myself and acknowledging how I feel. And I would, like paint self-portraits depending on like how I saw myself in that moment with those emotions and I would like do that motion and that pose and record myself and then screenshot the ones that like resonate with me and then I would draw and then I would paint that and then I would kind of go into a meditation and just ask for guidance to paint the light the spiritual side of it at the same time so I can see how my those worlds are like relating <laughs> around me and that really helped me get clarity on my confusing relational emotional <laughs> sides so if I was like oh my gosh I've been heartbroken for a year and a half and I have so like deeply embedded wounds from betrayal right. that's the underlying thing and so be like crying authentically about that and be like oh this would be great for a painting like take a picture of myself. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So I'm like painting my own like eyes of like pain with like genuine tears and then after I get that down like puffy eyes and everything and then I was like okay. So I'd like wait a little bit and then kind of an insight would come in of like you're behind like these these bars in a way of your pain but the feather of like a blind like that uplifting feeling is is taking over and it's like freeing you from that and so i would paint that and it was like the feathers like wiping away my tears and put the white like swirly things up and these swirls started coming into my paintings before i ever knew anything about how energy moved <laughs> i was like yeah just like you know, it just kind of goes like that. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't even know how to explain what was coming through, but um, having like a visual depiction of the love that is sustaining my life around me 
and opening up to that and having that come through and then being like, that is true for me. There is joy to be reached in my sorrow. There is grounding and clarity to be found where I am very confused <laughs> and like totally lost in my way because rebellion is really fun, but at the same time, I'm super lonely, <laughs> you know? So yeah, I guess learning to listen to myself and be be with myself through my journey and like hold my own hand when there's not really another hand to hold. You know, we do have those times for a reason, I think, to get in touch with what's, yeah. <laughs> what's going on. And Definitely. I am a firm believer that everyone has kind of these custom made trials to show you the parts of truth that you are to carry and to share with the world and so what comes through as like encouraging and insightful for you like pockets of wisdom is also for those around us and to share it when it comes up and to be brave in sharing your hardships and the things that were embarrassing for you to admit a long time ago because <laughs> it also like allows us to heal just acknowledging that and being like okay I can name this inferior inferiority complex is that how you say it such a hard time with that word <laughs> it's like yeah I definitely struggle with that and I'm like working through it and it's getting a lot better but I can talk about it and then it's not shameful and embarrassing yeah, um and when I hear like to accept where you are and things like that it's like I had to like deprogram my brain from thinking that that means being content, holding that forever and being like, huh, I'm just rejected and brokenhearted the rest of my life. It's like, no, I do not want that to always be my reality or be my current story. Like, is there actually emotional healing where this stuff can exit my body and I can hang on to like the love and truth that came to me in that season? Like, that's where I will accept, okay, I am actually really sick. I cannot keep partying. I cannot be hanging out with, like, negative influences for the very fact that they accept me to be around. You know, it's like, I want to move past that, but acknowledge this is where I'm at right now. I need to stop lying to myself saying that it's fine when it's like not okay like I'm literally dying yeah. <laughs> and yeah and then accepting that it's gonna take some steps and it's gonna take some time to move out of that and it's like continual acceptance okay okay this is where I'm at right now I have to fast on fruit this entire summer <laughs> I can't have avocados I can't have all these things because my body does not accept it right now. So I'm on this very frustrating journey trying to figure out what's wrong with me, but there's really no other way around it. I have to go through this. And it was a really hard rhythm to get into of being like, okay, I am at peace with this hellacious journey right now. It's There's beautiful things to look at. I will look at back on this one day, but right now I, um, yeah, this is a struggle, but it's okay. It's all right. Drop down to your heart space and enjoy the world from there. Yeah. And so, um, that's what I have to 
say about some. Wow. Love it. Beautiful. Thank you. I'm about to implode, but I don't even know what to say anymore. <laughs> okay. I I love that just each one of us is just this channel. Like we're all the channel and it's just it's just so cool because I'm like bing 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 and just you just see this like light come on in each of us and just um I feel so inspired by every one of you and all of your reflections so far and um Julia I just first and foremost your art and I love hearing about your perspective and your journey with finding and first off being brave to express yourself your heart sharing that because it's such it's you it's your unique signature onto the world and I got this really beautiful image as you were speaking of when we shift out of trying to copy others and take on other people's projections into expressing ourselves and who we are, and uh, then we're putting and we're emitting our own frequency. Mm-hmm. And, and our, uh, yeah. yeah. And I want you to know, I've, I've been saying it all week, Julia's been helping me with my, um, with my art, being them put it photographed and helping me move to the next level of actually becoming an artist. And I'm really excited and you inspire me so much and I'm just so grateful to hear that you also struggled with that and um, and it's just really beautiful because because you've gone through this journey you've inspired me and I can I don't know I feel free to be able to share myself in this way and um, yeah your your visions and your energy and I, I was like I didn't even know that someone could paint like that and I'm seeing those things and I, I've been wanting to get them out but like it was like you gave me this permission mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Um, which is awesome yeah. because I see some of your art with especially the ones with the figures and like your little self-portraits and stuff like I feel those so deeply <laughs> I'm like look it's permission to keep expressing your like inner spiritual like this invisible life because it's hard to just like go into a mind's eye all the time and experience it there like it helps like kind of ground it and pull it put it into reality for other people as well when you are able to translate that into something physical yeah outside so yeah yeah and i want to touch also on the aspect of duality and i guess like part of why i what I see in my experience is like one being a star seed. <laughs> we come into the world, and part of our job and our mission is to pick up karma to help deprogram it for the collective, for our rising consciousness. And we truly, the reality of duality is is it exists. Mm-hmm. But I love what you say Sienna is just as you're walking along this time and space not judging the experience that you're in because we're meant to have a wide lens of experiences it's like it's like notes of a song you have low to high and it's not necessarily that maybe they're bad or good you're you're experiencing and journeying through all of it and it's like you're making that bridge in the way that I see part of my mission here is is I'm I'm meant to have some dark experiences 
and I'm working and I call demons the architects of darkness Mm. like the it's like the angels but then there's the architects of darkness and I see as the sixth dimension of they create darkness for you to navigate and to be in this space till you figure your stuff out (laughs) thank you (laughs) didn't swear there Uh, to find your light and that's that's how I perceive my darkness Um, because if I didn't go through my darkness and like a hero Mm -hmm. a hero How can how can a hero become a hero if they don't go through their own demons? True that. How can you respect a hero or trust a hero to be all your best benefit if they haven't gone through darkness and hell themselves? Mm-hmm. And yeah, I I guess lastly is it's it's part of this crazy ass mission that we're on as souls and of of going through this darkness and deprogramming it and figuring out who we are and finding our own light. It's like this, this is part of the unity consciousness that I see is we're, we're, it's, we're bringing the light. We're unionizing, we're balancing, we're finding I don't our know. heart. I don't know. And, and I think also we get lost as, as humans mm-hmm. because we have a right hemisphere and we have a left hemisphere and we have this perception that things are right and things are wrong and they're categorized and they have to be <laughs> wrong or this is bad and um but i think like when i when i when i get out of my body and i see from a spiritual perspective and what i've learned also about the chakra like the crown chakra it can be blocked with perceptions of right and wrong and when i see like when i'm looking from above it is it's just all things are as they are. There's so there's we're with us as souls and all of the millions and billions of people interacting mm. with each other and all the different frequencies that are happening and emitting and the transmitting. Like my mind gets really crazy real quickly when I'm looking <laughs> above. But um, it's just in one single point in time and space. It's not enough information to decide that this is bad or this is wrong or this shouldn't be happening or this is evil whereas we're all we're all interacting with each other and mm-hmm. we all have our own perspectives and paths and and we all have a piece of the puzzle yeah definitely my favorite <laughs> analogy I think I'm gonna make an art piece about that actually. Yes. <laughs> yes, I am. Yeah. <laughs> that's why I got that earth puzzle. Ah, that's mm-hmm. what it is. I have a puzzle of earth. Yep. <laughs> I also have a puzzle of the solar system. Yeah. Wow, that's, that's a big puzzle. Super cute. Super cute. <laughs> you just put names on the back of each puzzle piece, and at the end, when you flip it over, you have all the names of your people. Aww. Oh, I'm there gonna you try go. Not to say that was a very beautiful analogy and I don't know if our <clears throat> explained it way better than <clears throat> thinking. yeah if our um, viewers like I just want to reiterate how she explained it as like multitudes of frequencies of experience yeah and that is that's an incredible way to like just be able to understand what we're going through here because yes you're right I feel I am here to deprogram a heck of a lot of karma. And it is like, you're right. There, I would not be who I am today if I didn't have as much darkness as I did. 
if I didn't go through as much turmoil and pain as I did. And that was absolutely beautiful because, yes, there are architects of darkness. Yeah, I deal with them sometimes because it does bring people down, 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 down. And there is architects of light. But we are here to experience all those pieces so we can bring them into a understanding union to where they're not, I guess you can say, like, overbalanced in this, like... But, yeah, the human experience is one heck of an experience. That is for sure. <laughs> <laughs> There's this meme of these two stars in the sky, and they say to each other, the hardest thing I've ever done was being human. <laughs> Straight up. I, I, I believe that full-heartedly. Like, all the other places, my soul, it feels like has been. But when it came to Earth, it was like, whoa. What is what happened? What's going on? I don't like it here anymore. Yeah. By the way, thanks for coming back. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for choosing Earth. Yeah. Thanks for being here. Yeah. Thanks for being. <laughs> I'm glad I did. I also found a wife too. I never thought that was gonna happen. Okay. I want to hear your story. How you met? How your journey of self love brought you to each other? All right. And I think that'll be our that'll be our ending. It'll be a beautiful ending. Perfect. Um, so I'm gonna start from my point of view of when I met her, and then she's gonna move in and tell you what she experienced when seeing me. Okay. So we are at a place called Barter Fair. Now, if any of you don't know what Barter Fair is, Barter Fair it's a really big fair, like kind of like festival thing, but up in the mountains, no cell signal. It's kind of like Burning Man, but more like. Like West Washington Coast style. Yeah. Cold. Yeah, it's super cold, kind of rainy. <laughs> it's October, and these your cell phones will not work. And so everyone, yeah, all the hippies, in the world. All, the hippies yeah. all the pagans, all the, all the spiritual. It's just like a big mesh posh of just like things that are going on, and everyone going through their stuff. And it's really cool because it's called barter fair because people barter. So there's many pieces of clothing. There's trinkets. There's psychedelics, there's like healers, and everyone is like bartering things. And I came, I went there specifically offering like healing sessions for <laughs> replenishing dopamine and serotonin levels in the brain. Because, I mean, what better place to go do that than a festival? <laughs> I was making bank. <laughs> yeah, and so that was like my specific specialty on why I went there. And so once we got it all set up, I um I ended up taking a little bit of mushrooms and just like a, a mushroom or like in two caps or something. It wasn't very much, but it was enough to feel something. And I went walking around just to kind of check out the scene. And this like crazy looking woman comes out of nowhere. She's like wearing all these like furs, but she's like super drunk. And she's just like, well, hello there. Oh, you have the most beautiful eyes I've ever seen. <laughs> and I was like... Hi, and she's just like goodbye and then like leaves and I'm like okay uh, that was super weird but I'm gonna keep going this way and then like I see because she stopped me because I was very much in my like in my astral realm um she like brought me back to the physical and right behind where she was standing and left was a tent and it had the light on and stuff. And something just in my heart drew me to the tent. So I'm like, oh, okay, cool. So I start going to the tent. And I see this painting. And this painting was of, like, 
two people, um, masculine, feminine, and they were kissing, and these wings that came out from it was like nothing I'd ever seen. I like I had been a connoisseur of art. I've been to Brazil, Ecuador, Peru, Hawaii, Arizona, like all these different museums looking at art, and I'd never seen anything like it. And I just stared at this thing. And then I started looking around and noticed there were all these other art pieces. And I was like, who did this? And then I was just, and I was on, on mushrooms a little bit, so these things were moving too. And I was like, this is so cool. So as I'm like experiencing this, I look down at the tables to see what's on the tables. And there's like these weird little action figures and things that just did not resonate with what I was looking at. <laughs> so I was like, hmm, I think there's two people who own this tent. But I don't know. So I go to step out. And I step out to get a, a, like a larger view perspective and to go and look at it. And as I step out and turn back around to look, I see a mannequin. And this mannequin blinks, and I freak out. And I'm like, oh. and I'm like, oh my gosh, the thing's alive. <laughs> and it, it was Julia, and she was holding a clipboard right below her eyeballs, and she like blinked and freaked me out. And she's like, well, hi. And I'm gonna let you take on that. What were you experiencing when you saw me come to the tent, or? Well, it was dark, and I had I knew like one person at the festival, one or two people, and my tent that I brought was super cheap, and it flew up in the wind because there was a big storm. Aww. So the pe- person that invited me to Barter Fair was like, "Well, for now, you can put your art up in our tent. We can take down some tapestries or whatever." It's like, "Sweet, thank you." And so I put my art in there. It's this tiny little tent. It's like a ten by ten, and my canvases are like really big. Mm-hmm. Um, and before that, I was yeah, the people in that tent weren't really my vibe but I was like it's okay I'm just gonna hang out and just go with the flow and then random people would just come into the tent and started saying like really amazing things about the paintings and so I was like oh, I should probably write these down so I stepped outside the tent like in the front like in the shadows and I was like writing down what the comments were and I get this feeling that my friend is like walking towards me so I like look over and it's him but he was dark, he had this scarf wrapped around his head, he was like completely bundled up and I have my zebra onesie and like my jacket and this other thing and my scarf and this thing around my head. <laughs> and so I like took a step towards him because my spirit like recognized him. And I was just like, oh, is that your friend? That's not my friend. Is that my friend? I can't tell. I don't know. What's he looking at? He's just like looking in the tent and I'm waiting for him to turn around to see if it's my friend or not. And so he's just like looking inside like this, and then he goes, "Oh my god!" I like scared the crap out of him. Yeah, <laughs> terrifying. And then I felt like a creeper because I'm just standing there, just staring at him <laughs> with my hood up and like my sketchbook and everything. And so then we just started bursting out laughing, and um, our energies just like clicked yeah. immediately, mm-hmm. and it felt so comfortable and we were like laughing and like hugging ha 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 rolling with like each other like while standing it was yeah and there wasn't any like weird vibes like the first thing I noticed about him was his smile actually it was like so bright and like Mm -hmm. genuine it was like I love these type of people and then we were just sitting and talking and then some of his friends came over and I met them and then it was just like this strong and I knew it too this strong 
like energy surge was just like hang out with him, <laughs> hang out with these people. So I was like, okay, so I like left the people that I had just met, just went with them and went to go get water, and I was just hanging out with them, and they had this like huge tent. It was like three tent sizes. And they had their carpets down, and I was on like a super specific diet at that point. I was on the GAPS diet, so it was like organ meats and like fats and all whole foods and things like that. And I brought banana bread to myself that weekend. Was so I was like, I'm just eating banana brought. bread, and I'll probably just fast the rest of the time. And I've done that before. But they had a full kitchen and everything. Wow. Yeah. Full kitchen. I was very much about and my they food. Ate, like, similar things that I did and they were familiar with like health stuff and I was like oh my gosh thank you <laughs> he brought me to my people and like we were linked arms walking around Aww. and um his friend was like hey sparkle squirrel you're calling yourself another sparkle squirrel <laughs> what's that what's that <laughs> uh, yeah and so yeah we were just like getting along really well and I had no idea that he had long hair he used to have really long beautiful luscious hair so the head's luscious hair is just not long. Yeah. Um, it was special. So I worked very hard on it. <laughs> I remember that. He brushed it. It was so shiny. But uh, I was like rolling around on their carpets and I like kind of look up and there's like this bright light behind them and he like takes out his ponytail and he's like, <laughs> what? And I'm like, wow, you look like a model. And they all start laughing. They're like, I am a model. <laughs> you are? I was like, who are you people? And he had told me that he was a healer, and I told him that I believed that he was a healer because he felt like an embrace. Mm-hmm. And that was like one of the first things I told him. And then um, it was getting late, and there was a big storm that was coming in. We didn't know about it, though. We didn't know about it. It was windy and cold, but anyways, he asked me if I wanted to cuddle with him in the truck that night he had a nice bed in the back of it and stuff and I was like well I just bought a brand new sleeping bag and I would really like to try it out and he's like ha 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 okay we'll just see you tomorrow so like I put on my shoes put on my jacket I open the tent to leave and it starts pouring rain oh my gosh crack of thunder pouring rain (laughs) and I was like Oh my goodness. And his friend just starts bursting out laughing. And I'm like, is that offer still on the table? <laughs> guys. Because these babes are twin flames. <laughs> What's funny is as you're talking, you're like you can see where your guides are helping and assisting and like pushing and navigating and and it's your own spirits too, mm-hmm. recognizing each other, like a friend's home that you haven't seen for yeah. a while. And you're like, there you are, man! I know, seriously. Before that, too, like, through asking and just praying and listening, I knew that I was going to meet my partner when I was 27. And when I, that year I'd come and I was like, hey, I'm going to be 27 this year. I wonder if it's actually going to happen. And then I had this sense that I was going to meet him in the late fall. Yeah. And it was late fall, and I, I just wanted to see how things would go. And then boom barter fair and then he's there and so like the third day so it was like the last night that we were together we were like a union like the whole weekend yeah. and I gave him chances too to like play with other people if you want to I was like this guy owes me nothing but I really do like him genuinely like who he is and 
we can actually talk about deep things and have fun together and he's kind and he helps me get dressed when I took too many mushrooms. <laughs> I drank too much mushroom tea because it was delicious and I'm like a helpless four-year-old with wet cold clothes I don't want to put so on cute. and he's like he was so patient and just like the only person I really wanted to hang out with that weekend and we were like around this little fire there's lots of little fires mm-hmm. but I like looked around and there's like 50 70 other people there like ah, like laughing and stuff and they all looked like trolls and goblins to me and just like wow this is this is barter fair <laughs> people of the earth you know and then I look at him and he's like smiling he's also looking around at everybody and I was like oh, he's the only one I really want to look at Aww. he feels so good to be around Aww. and so we were like trailing around and we're at this other fire, and we were, I was sitting in front of him, and he was, like, sitting above me, and we were, like, rubbing heads like this, and it just felt, like, so close, and I was like, I love you. Are you saying that you love me? Because it feels like you love me. And we didn't say anything. Yeah. And then, like, I look up like this, and he's, like, looking down at me, and he goes, I love you, too. I was like, Oh, wow. You said that? Yes. I don't remember saying that. Apparently, I <laughs> yes, did. I thought I said it in my head. Wow. And That's crazy. That was going to be my next question. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And, yeah, I remember I was, like, touching. I was, like, you feel so good. And he was, like, you feel really good, too. And so we were just, like, feeling each other's, like, energy, eating sauerkraut, and, like, being by our fire. <laughs> and someone so someone around the fire was, like, hey, Lord, this guy needs a neck adjustment because he did a backflip and he landed on his head. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, you should go, yeah, go help that person. And so he started working on him, and this random girl comes over. And, well, she's not random. She was a girl who was watching everything, and she was, like, so, how long have you guys been together? And I was like, three days. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's the beginning of this. And she was like, are you serious? Because it looks and feels like you guys are madly in love. And I was like, maybe. I don't know. She was like, do you think you're, you're going to see him again? And I was like, I hope so. And she was like, well, do you want to? And I was like, yeah. And then, should I say this on the podcast? Yeah, sure. I told her that he was the first person that I've ever given myself to. Mm. And, like, in that way. And it was so crazy because I had not done that with anyone for, like, 28 years. Mm-hmm. Or 27 years. And with him, it felt so natural. Like, mm. why would I not? <laughs> I didn't know this. Be with you in this sense. And it didn't make any sense in my logical brain, but it was like... I was allowed to be opened up and we were like unified and because he knew that he gave me the respect and the honor to like at least be with me for that weekend and see how things go and it just meshed like perfectly yeah that and was so, like a huge thing yeah was just like the fact that she like gave that part of her to me which I didn't know and then when I did I was like I need to respect that that is a very sacred thing. And so if this doesn't work out, at least I want to have the best time possible with her here. And 
if for the time being, I didn't think that I was going to get into a relationship or anything. I actually wasn't planning on it, but it just like everything just kept coming together and feeling better and better and better. And even like over the phone as we talked, it was just, it was perfect. It was, in, it was insane. It was something out of a freaking storybook. It was hilarious and amazing that like the beginning of the weekend we were talking, it was like, well, I mean, I'll probably never see you again after this weekend. I'm like, that's wonderful. It's okay. You know, that is, it's all right. Maybe that's just <laughs> <Whatever>. life. <laughs> I gave myself to someone who seriously looks like some kind of Norse god, and I'm totally fine with that. I'm super kind, so whatever. <laughs> but um, then, like, before we left, he was like, okay, I want your number because we will be in touch. We will wow. be talking after this. And so on the drive home. I was like, I hope he actually texted me, and he did, and then he actually called me. Mm-hmm. He called me on the phone <laughs> to see how I was doing. I'm like, this is probably him. Gotta be my husband. All my called me on the phone. Came me back, and I'm like, I'm pretty sure this is the guy. I'm like 99% sure, but I'm just going to see how things go and just go with it, and it just grew and grew, and went from talking on the phone like 15 minutes a day, which took away all my like any anxieties or feelings of sadness and then we started talking like two hours three hours and then I came up to Bellingham to see him and we went to three different cities in three days we went wow. to Seattle we went to Vancouver Canada so I got to bring a passport on the romantic getaway it was it was great and um, then we experienced Bellingham together and I was about to leave to Guatemala like two or three weeks later and so we knew we had to do long distance for like a couple months and he bought a ticket to come out yeah. to travel with me cool and on the third day we were like cuddling and hanging out and i was like how long are you gonna go for that's way too long <laughs> i was like i know myself and if i'm not with you within a certain amount of time it's gonna be very hard for me to control myself so i was like okay I need to go there and there was something in my spirit that also said like you need to go there and so I was like okay like I'm not adverse to traveling so I like told my bosses I'm like I'm going to Guatemala and they're like why and I'm like this is girl who I met and they're like lore of course <laughs> and so I left to Guatemala and that's where me and Julia that's where I, we pretty much healed a lot of her stuff yeah. So like it was like we, an intensive. Yeah, it was like a month and a half, like straight emotional, physical, intensive healing, mm-hmm. where we just were together and supporting one another, and just me being there for her as she went through her journey, and then her being that reflective force that she is, and super kind and loving and caring, that like divine feminine of like acceptance and like nurture that I had never really felt before because it feels like a like. Personally, with a lot of women that I dated, it was like women have been pushed down for so long that now that they're finding their power, they're becoming overly like aggressive. And men, we really need safe space. And if we can't, if we don't feel safe, we either fight or close off. Mm-hmm. And that divine feminine, when it provides a safe space of nurturing, we open up. And she was able to do that for me. And which allowed me to go through more healing than I needed to and helped both of us in our journey together. 
Yeah, not to mention we were in San Marcos and like Atalan. And so that town specifically is like a healing center place. It's a really small town, like native wise. And it's like one street of like vegan food and conscious this and like all this jewelry and there's like ecstatic dances that go on and all kinds of healing around the island. And so you have other people too that are coming out of all kinds of stuff and everyone's there to heal. And you're around like 13 or 14 volcanoes and a couple of them are active. And so it's literally bringing up the core of the earth and you are like in the core of your stuff. And so you like see people, you first get there like, oh, this is so beautiful, I'm having a great time. And then people usually stay for a couple of weeks. And you like see the same person a couple weeks later. And you're like, how's your time? And they're like, oh man, I am having a rough go. Just a lot of stuff is coming up. And I'm like, okay, so this is a common denominator for everyone. And so I didn't have to feel like I'm the only person. I'm just like missing out on all the fun. But like everyone's going through their healing journey. And it's where I also stopped wearing makeup completely. And having him there be like well he says he loves me so I guess I don't need to wear makeup in order to like have acceptance but yeah it was just like the beginning of me really digging down deep with support of another person with me which relieves a lot of pressure and a lot of stress especially going into like the really deep and nitty-gritty places inside that's like causing you physical <laughs> harm yeah. it's nice to have someone to guide you through that and take you into those emotional places and when you come out of it you've done your session you you're kind of feeling better just raw pretty much <laughs> like you just came out from surgery like i like open my eyes and he's there holding my hand hi i love you i'm just like all my prayers have been answered I was like I actually have a man who is emotionally present and can be a nurturing partner like I knew I needed that because I had been so shut off from my emotions and it was really hard being with people who shut off from theirs and so I was like okay one thing I need is a man who is like kind of like a, a female <laughs> in ways I was like am I into girls or I'm confused <laughs> and I was like oh my gosh a feminine man thank you so, <laughs> well, you bring up a really yeah. good point because as we were talking a little bit before this podcast is is honoring both aspects within ourselves because we are both we are one mm-hmm. and also what a gift to be able to have your divine mirror counterpart to be able to help you find those things within yourself and in all relationships also like the a great gift that relationships are is to further develop that relationship with yourself mm-hmm. yes and that's truly the point mm-hmm. yeah very absolutely and so then we were thinking about staying in like Ecuador or like Costa Rica or whatever and then we both felt like we've had a lot to process being here so I think it's time to go home so we came back to the states and a couple days later locked out boom COVID and oh, we're wow. like oh my gosh we made it back just in time before because we, all of our friends and people were like stuck in these places 
and um, we moved back home where I was living in Idaho, Coraline, like such a stressful time because the world is shutting down. Like there were no jobs and we had just traveled, so we're pretty much broke. Ran out of all of our money. <laughs> so I met you guys on March eighth yeah. last year, you and that was about five days before shutdown. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you guys had just got back. Yeah. yeah. Like got literally back a day or two. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and then right after the party, after we moved back to Coeur d'Alene. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and then it was like we were there for a little bit, and I was like, you. We got moved back home, and then it we got married. Came through that we had to get married. Yeah. So, so we, like, we well, got. We don't want to be with anyone else. I definitely don't want to be without you, and you don't want to be without me. So yeah. What is there to lose? You know. Yeah. That's a whole other. Then life. Yeah, we got married during uh, quarantine, and it all worked out in just like a, such a synchronistic way, where all the pieces just like beep 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 beep, beep boom, even like. <clears throat> Even, like, it was snowing on the day that we were getting married, and during mm-hmm. our wedding photos, the sun came out. And then when Aww. the wedding photos were done, the sun went away. <laughs> we were like, what? And yeah, and then just, it was crazy because it was almost like, the, we all know the earth is, the earth and the people on it are shifting since this whole COVID thing. Whether you think it's physical, and that's the reason this is happening, or energetic. But... In general, it was like we were given someone to navigate this insane, crazy time with. And I like, I'm so grateful. I wouldn't change it for anything. Mm. (laughs) Well, I believe it's time to wrap things up. Um, Do you feel called? No, I just want to say thank you so much for sharing your story. Thank you. We've gotten to hear the perspectives of both a masculine and feminine journey and uh, the dynamics of, of your lives and your perspectives uh, and finding each other. And now we're just so gifted with your presence and all, all devotion of, of choosing partnerships and love and marriage and becoming oneness of souls is truly a, is a, is a healing source for all for all collective and across all 10 space dimensions and realities truth yes true true so thank you yeah it's a sacrifice of the ego it's a sacrifice of the self choosing another and that's my favorite part of what you downloaded this morning more is the the sentence of like there's loving yourself but loving another is mastery Mm. yeah that was like insane so good and you both you inspire me and Sienna, you and Brian, you inspire me. It's, it's the love that you choose and you show and you give devotion yeah. to your partner. And yeah. it's beautiful. Yeah. Thank you. Well, I guess I wanted to give that last um, call out for any calls or call to actions, messages for the um, collective or audience that we're listening, that's listening to us now. And also, if there's any way that people can contact you or anything that you guys want to share about how people can find you, anything you want to hear. This is is your floor. You get two minutes. So, um, (laughs) thank you. You're welcome. So, we have, um, um, we have... She has an Instagram, and I do. Um, her, she's got I also two. Have a website. And she has a website. A website all for my art. art. As well in the description. Yes, we'll put it all in the description. Mm-hmm. But Jules Manifest Art is my name. And 
I was inspired by Julia <clears throat> to do art, and I started a lore, lore manifest art. Oh. Yeah. So I have my own art page of um, digital yes. media, a digital mixed media work that is done with um, photography and overlay, underlay, uh, translation of all of her art. So to add color and spirit to the physical, I use her art. And you can see that on War Manifest Art. And then I have, I think it's Ikaya Moon is my Instagram. And yeah, you can find us on Facebook too. And yeah, and also you can throw my email in there if someone wants to send a private email and maybe even get a session because I do a lot of like emotional distance healing sessions as well as um, distant energy healing as well. And I'm going to say yeah. at one point I wanted to call out when you were speaking about the ancestral healing, uh, Lore and Julia both do a practice of heart centered therapy where it's this, and I've gotten to personally do the work with them, um, where it is traveling into the heart, listening to the body and going deep into the ancestral lineage, lineage of your current immediate family, your inner children and child and your, your karma. And it's made profound shifts in my mental and physical body of being able to release and heal and incredible stuff. So thank you for the sessions we've had and the work you do. Thank you. Yeah. Awesome. Was there anything else? Um, no. Just thank you for listening to this podcast and thank <laughs> you for your support. And yeah, feel free. Please reach out in any way that you have of any questions or just like want to talk and just, you know, join the movement in creating good vibes across the world. Yeah. Yes. And I actually found one thing I do want to mention and offer. This is something I like, I really do <laughs> want to do for people. Um, I call them awakening paintings. So painting the person's like journey and their healing and like their true essence and bringing out like the beautiful things about them and their like their spiritual journey form. Journey. Cool. <laughs> cool. What an inspiration awesome. to have yeah. in your space or your altar. Yeah, that would be incredible. Oh my god. I know, for me too. <laughs> we better be for two. <laughs> All right, well, thank you to everybody that's listening. And again, you can contact us. Description is below. And um, have Please. a beautiful week, day, month, year. Love, love. Love, love. Love, Thank you for joining us on the Earthlight Cafe podcast. If you would like to connect or hear about our other offerings, follow us on Instagram at Earthlight, E-A-R-T-H-L-I-T-E underscore cafe. If you have any questions about the show, you can also directly contact us at earthlightcafe at gmail.com. Thank you for being. Oh.